I like the sound. 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 A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. Here's a question, dear listener. How do you feel about the sound of your own voice? Do you think you sound cool? Or do you cringe whenever you hear it played back to you? I've always had the impression that most folks are in the latter category. People who like the sound of their own voices are treated with a certain level of suspicion. The very expression, he likes the sound of his own voice, is a recognised euphemism for arrogance and a lack of self-awareness, rather than it simply being a sign of confidence or well-adjusted ease. Also, what if you've got a genuinely great voice? Are you obliged to feel bad about it in case you get accused of liking the sound of your own voice? You know, I don't know for sure, but I'd imagine Marvin Gaye liked the sound of his own voice, for example. I would if I was Marvin. Unfortunately, I'm not Marvin. But I wouldn't say I dislike my own voice. I think it's okay. I can host a podcast without having a bunch of people say, eh, decent show, but the voice of the guy here presents it. Oh. This week, I'm going to be talking to some returning guests about this very theme. We'll be hearing from our friends Steph Fuccio and Not Another Poet in a bit. First, let's hear from the great Jay Hatcher de Zola. funny uh i'd like to kind of that's a great that's a fun question i'd like to use this kind of metaphor have you ever had a toothache or kind of some some kind of pain my god yes i've had yeah toothache in particular yes that's my thing that that's that's my bag yeah (laughs) totally you know i mean nothing hurts more than than a toothache man i mean it's just the worst kind of pain but uh you know, there's this whole lot, you know, this whole thing where if there's a source of pain or a side of pain, particularly in a toothache, where if you make it hurt as much as possible, kind of like pressing like pressing a, a wound or something, right? If you squeeze on it hard enough and make it hurt as much as possible, somehow. You've gone beyond the threshold of what your body can register. Make it hurt like hell as much as possible to the point it no longer hurts. Right? So I, that's kind of my, I mean, honestly, I just tell you straight up, man. This has kind of been my approach to, like, getting over the sound of my own goddamn voice. is just by going, doing it, man. Doing it, doing it till I'm sick. Um, and just pushing through the the discomfort because that's the only way you're going to get through it is you got to keep pushing through that discomfort through the through the you know through the agony to the point where you know it kind of wipes clean the slate and you kind of feel like what you're coming now after having gone through that ordeal it kind of wipes clean the slate of perspective. And you're like, wait a minute. You kind of look at it differently. Assuming that you have 
a little bit of time after inflicting so much duress upon yourself. And, and you can take a minute to look back and say, whoa, well, maybe that wasn't so bad. Or maybe I can handle this, you know, until you can find your way to uh, make it a little more palatable to you eventually. Yeah. But do you, um, how, how do you feel when, when you listen to the end product, the actual, the finished version of one of your songs, you listen back to it and you hear your own voice singing it? Are you, are you happy at the end? Absolutely. I could, you know, I'm proud of myself at the end for having endured, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, saw through to the very end of this thing. There was a lot of unpleasantness in between, terrible unpleasantness. And I got all bent out of shape in a variety of different ways. But you know what? You stayed the course. You stayed the course and you made it through. And ultimately, that's what I'm most proud of, is that, you know what? I didn't quit. I didn't bail out. I stayed the course. And I feel like I'm, uh, you know, maybe a better performer or a better person for it, you know? And then, and then you identify the next goal or the next level that, you know, you'd like to meet. And, you know, it's an ongoing process. You just keep on doing it until you really uh, evolve. It's, it's only through pain, right? I say, well, no, no pain, no gain. <laughs> you know, use that yeah. old cheesy, corny colloquialism. No pain, no gain, but it just happens to be true. Yeah, the, the, there is truth in that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's something about perspective as well, I think, because, I mean, uh, you know, I, I feel the same way as you in, in, in some respects in terms of um, I'm a person who uses his voice quite a lot for in, in an artistic purpose. I, I've literally just finished an audio book, uh, recording an audio book, and it's... Um, it's kind of like eight hours long or nine hours long or whatever it is. And um, wow. it's just kind of me. But the thing is, producing that, it's not just, it's not that I have to talk for eight hours, which is one thing. It's also that I have to go back and edit it, uh, edit out all the mistakes. Oh, wow. and <laughs> it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a really long process. And, and a, a lot of that is, I spend a lot of time listening to my own voice. And I get so bored of it, you know. Um, but what I focus on, and, and it's what I was saying about you, is in terms of, like, your voice is is what's suitable for your songs. And, like, if I was if I was reading a Dickens book, uh, as <laughs> it would sound ridiculous, you know. It, it, would sound, it would sound absolute. And, you know, but the fact... I'm reading my own book, a book that I wrote, and it was intended for my voice. <laughs> you know that right. this is the right voice to be reading this in. If if it was in, you know, if it was you know Ian McKellen or somebody reading this, it would sound ridiculous because it wasn't it wasn't intended for Ian McKellen to read. It's supposed to be read in my voice because it's my book. So that that's why I'm doing it, and you know. Well, I can't afford to employ Ian McKellen to do my book anyway, you know. So <laughs> that there, there's an economic aspect in this as well. 
Let's hear from Steph Fuccio. I probably have a different answer than a lot of folks. I tend to like my voice and I know that's not normal, but I've always played with my voice. I was that kid who sat with a cassette recorder and would like make tapes of funny sounds and I would try to imitate people and do stuff like that. And I'd make my own, essentially my own like little radio programs as a kid. And I've always used my voice in different ways in different contexts throughout my professional life. So for me, my voice and I are kind of, we're the same, but I also, how do I say this? I, I, I'm used to being different people with my voice. So I don't actually view it as my voice when I edit my own. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the, I kind of do it without even thinking about it. You know, when, when I'm doing like a, reading out something from a podcast script, I'll do it in a way that in a way that I wouldn't talk in normal conversation. So uh, it's just like a voice that I've decided to put on for that for that moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's kind of like a character that I'm playing you know but I mean it, it is quite it's quite strange that uh kind of most people hate the sound of their own voices when they hear it oh. because you hear it up when you speak you know it's just um but people hate it when they hear a recording of their own voice I know why um, is that but but they're fine just talking <laughs> they're fine just talking out <laughs> loud and you, you can hear it whenever you talk right yeah that is true that is true that's really strange like see okay the thing is I'm much more comfortable. This is interesting that you said that, Frank, because I'm much more comfortable hearing myself record in recording than I am in a conversation. Because in a conversation, uh, okay. I really want to hear what the other person has to say in, in, in most situations. But in a recording, I, I don't have a choice. Like the conversation's already done. So I'm just kind of dealing with what's there. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, and that, that's weird because with a lot of people, it's the other way around. They're, they're mm. quite happy with talking uh, in normal conversation, but they can't stand the sound of their own voice in the recording. Oh, that, so you're, that the, you're the opposite of that. This, this wouldn't be the first thing that I'm the opposite of. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, I also have a mic that makes my voice deeper than I think it probably is. And so I, I'm reassured that I don't sound as mousy as I think I might in real life. And I like that. So I'm like, oh, look at that. It's like looking at, um, like if I were to use filters on my camera, which I'm far too lazy to do, uh, it'd be like, oh, look, I look like this in real life, but you don't. I feel like my mic kind of does that a little bit with my voice. So again, it doesn't really feel like me completely. I've got a theory that uh, people who grew up in the olden days, including myself in that, they're the people who don't like their own voices. Whereas people who have grown up with smartphones people who were in their sort of late teens, early 20s, who've, who've always had a smartphone to hand, probably don't have the issue because they hear their voices recorded a lot more. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, again, I'm, I'm the anomaly in that situation for sure. But I also talk to a lot of young women podcasters who don't like their voice. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Well, I don't know. I, I think there might be a higher percentage of people who are more used to it um, in that generation, for sure. But I, I don't know. I think there's that, that fine line between being used to hearing your voice versus like wanting to hear or liking hearing it. <laughs> Let's hear from Not Another Poet. I always think I should sound more emotive in my voice than I do but 
Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, when, I, when I'm speaking, I think I'm intonating and this kind of thing a lot more than when I hear myself that I, that I realise I am doing. So, I don't know if other people have that idea of me, I don't know, but... Um, well, no, I, 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 I think listening to your recordings, it's kind mm-hmm. of like you you sound as though you mean what you say. Is, is that what you mean? It's like... It, yeah, but perhaps a bit. I, I think I could be a bit more engaged. I'd like to, I'd like my voice to be to sound slightly more engaged, maybe. Not when I'm reading poetry, but when I'm just talking. Oh, when you're talking right, in right, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, but you mean the <laughs> <my> recording? <laughs> no, I was talking about your recording. Oh, okay. Theory. No, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I think I've I've sort of listened to it enough to know what. Yeah, hopefully, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I haven't got that. In, I don't think you're being like sarcastic or anything. You know? <laughs> in conversation, like you know, um, but um, I, I, I think you hit. I think you know, it's it's same for everyone. I mean, it's same for even for like myself. I've I've been releasing a podcast for the last three years. Mm. And I've recorded audiobooks and edited them myself. So I've yeah. spent a lot of time with the recorded version of my voice. But it, mm. like, even for myself, I think it's um, I've got a different relationship with my voice than other people have. I think people hear, I'm not hearing the same thing that other people are hearing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have an ownership of it, don't you? I mean, actually, obviously, and um, yeah, perhaps everyone. Not necessarily likes the sound of their own voice, but recognises it and more than yeah. any other voice. Yeah. So you, you have a obvious special relationship with it. Yeah, I, th- I think for a long time I was in I was in kind of denial about the accent that I speak in because um, I was <laughs> mm. I spent I spent a long time living in the south of England at thinking that I was speaking with a northern accent, but actually I lost the northern accent years ago. You know, but it's sort of mm. like. And, and people from the south would be like oh where are you from then I'm from Lancashire can you not tell from the way that I <laughs> but obviously I'm speaking to them in the same voice that they're using you know I've, yeah. but it's just you know it's because I still say the word bath instead of bath but it's not the same it's not it's the, the same one, I don't the, talk the same the last barrier to create well <laughs> there's, there's some things that you never lose <laughs> There's yeah. there's certain certain things that you never lose. Mm. I've kind of I could definitely pass as a person from the south of England, even though I just said the word pass and they would say pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's because of certain vowel sounds that I have maintained, but you don't really lose them unless you kind of make a conscious effort to lose them, I think. Yeah, well I think some people are a bit more susceptible, aren't they, than others. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um seems that they just very quickly change their accent. I, I, I worked with this guy, a Scottish guy, and he hadn't lived in Scotland since he was 21, 22, and he lived all around the world. He still had the strongest sort of um, Scottish accent you could ever imagine. Like, he'd never yeah, had yeah. a day outside of Scotland. I mean, he hadn't lived... Perhaps if he'd lived in other parts of the UK, he may be different, but he lived, in, or he lived around the world in different places. So maybe speaking to people in English but to people from 
with various different accents. Maybe maybe you don't pick up differences, but he was quite extremely strong Scottish accent for somebody who hadn't basically hadn't lived there for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, it, to be honest, if you're going to different parts of the world, I mean, I, I don't mm. want to be, um, you know, <laughs> going to be stereotypical about the Scots, but it's mm. kind of, it's not the easiest accent to understand. No, for, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, for so. an English person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you're in Argentina, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, so I suppose there's a bit of stubbornness going on there as well, maybe. Just refusal to, to give in to, to sort of change. I always find it funny when um, kind of British actors uh, go to Hollywood and end up mm. um, talking with the American twang when they come back for interviews and stuff. Yeah. So kind of, <laughs> that's good fun, just spot, <laughs> spotting those things. Just, just kind of listening to the interviews and going, ha ha, I spotted your thing that you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get people like, I think Christian Bale probably does a better American accent now than he does a British accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are looking for a native speaker, a native speaker of dribble, one who knows when to dodge, when to fake it, when to swivel. Get in touch. 
I Like the Sound was written, presented and produced by myself, Frank Burton. Many thanks to this week's wonderful guests, Jay Hatchet Azola, Steph Fuccio and Not Another Poet. Check out the links to their work elsewhere in the world. Jay Hatchet Azola is one of the finest artists around, an idiosyncratic musician and all-round good guy. He's appeared on my other podcast, Ragbag, a couple of times, talking about his career. If you want a nice little introduction to his work, do check those out. Have a look at stephfuccio.com for more information about Steph's work. She runs the Geopats podcast network, which features a whole bunch of high-quality and very interesting shows. Not Another Poet is one half of the band New Age of Decay. I highly recommend that you check out their new album. It's on Bandcamp right now. Go for it. My website is frankburton.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ragbag Presents. Please do share the show around. Give us a rating and review. Get in touch. Let us know what you like the sound of. I will see you soon.